a listener production. Okay, are you recording? Howdy, you are listening to episode 116 of the Howie Games featuring one of the greatest cricketers of all time, Brian Charles Lara. How about that? His full episode will drop next Thursday. To get you in the mood though, here's Brian's player profile. Enjoy. Welcome to the Howie Games, the great man, Brian Lara. Brian, how are you? I'm fine, Howie. How are you doing? I'm very good. We'll get to the full interview shortly, but firstly, <laughs> uh, you've faced some short, sharp bowling in your time now. I've got the tough questions for you. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's go. All right, let's start with the first one. Nickname or nicknames, Brian? But you know what? Um, I had a nickname called Sa. I actually don't know what that meant back in the day. But uh, my first real nickname was uh, Prince, and that was given to me by uh, Greg Matthews and Mike Whitney. All three of us were back in the Caribbean, and we weren't playing. We were, weren't a part of the Final Eleven. So every <laughs> night they wanted to go out, and I had to take them on the tongue. So that's how I became Prince of Port of Spain. <laughs> that's a good nickname. <laughs> right, Brian, I'm not sure what you're like in the kitchen. We'll get to that in a moment. What is Brian Lara's favourite food? Uh it's definitely a bacon shark a delicacy in, in the Caribbean, in Trinidad and Tobago to be specific, and um, doubles. Another thing that has an Indian origin, but is also a very delicious food. I don't know if you've been to the Caribbean or if you've been to Trinidad and Tobago, but very, very good. What is it? Doubles? Doubles. It's called doubles. In India, it's called, I think, uh, chalabature or something like that. Every time I tell an Indian about it, they said that's what chalabature is. I'll get to the Caribbean because I've been there for the CPL, but unfortunately not to Trinidad. We'll get to that in the main part. All right, Brian, if you were putting on a dinner party and you were cooking, can you cook? And if so, what are you going to knock up, Brian Lara? First of all, I want to tell you your podcast, which I'm happy to be on, disturbed my meal. And I just finished cook, so I'll actually take you to have a look. All right. what (laughs) What have you got there? Oh, look at you guys. Yeah, that's a, a chicken with uh, an, an orange sauce, a nice uh, salad, a green banana salad. That's green banana there. And you can tell the rest. There's mango. There's uh, lettuce, of course, <laughs> uh, a little bit of asparagus. Then I'm turned to some quinoa and some beans. So let's make sure that this doesn't go... T- <laughs> let's make sure that this doesn't go too cold in me, right? So let's get this thing going. Well, maybe we should be calling this Cooking with Brian. Are you a passionate cook? Because I'm impressed. That's from a man in quarantine you're knocking that together, Brian. It's been good. It's been something that I've been doing for the last uh, 12 to 14 days. So, you know, I got my uh, food here in Sydney in a brown paper bag and I decided, listen, I'm not going to eat this. A friend, of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine brought me some vegetables and some fruits and um, it's been special. I mean, I can, I'm cooking for myself. You know that? That uh, other person that you're talking about, if I had to invite them, I have a funny feeling we might end up going out for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brian. With your cricketing time, finish this sentence for me. Before you played, you always did what? Prepare. And why I answer that is because on many occasions, I did not prepare properly. And um, I saw the results for it. They were pretty poor. So for me, before I played any cricket game, I made sure and go through a regimented preparation that was actually even tougher than what I expected out in the middle. We will discuss that in the main part of the podcast because the mental side and the physical side of preparation is something I'm really interested to chat with you about. On a day off, Brian Lara, what do you do with yourself? 
Well, now that I'm not playing, uh, I like to start the day with my kids. Uh, then a game of golf. And back in the evening with a glass of wine and maybe the kids rolling over me watching a movie. That's my day off. How many kids do you have? I've got uh, two girls in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and I've got a little boy who I'm looking forward to seeing here in Australia. He's in Brisbane. What does it mean to you to be a father? Uh, it's amazing. Um, started in 1996 with Sydney, and um, you know why she was named Sydney. And uh, Tyler came about 13, 14 years later, 2010. And then finally I got a little boy, Sandy, and um, it's been tremendous. The, the hard thing about it is, the fact that I'm always traveling, you know, my life was uh, built around traveling the globe, playing cricket, and it's something that I still enjoy. So things like the IPL I'm involved in and different things around the world. So presently I'm here, as you know, for the Big Bash, and um, that hopefully will go well. Talking about being here for the Big Bash, what was Brian Lara's first job? Did you have a cricket? Did you have a job before you started playing cricket? I worked at a rum company. But most significantly, uh, we have a product, a world-renowned product called Angostura Bitters. Aha, uh -huh, I know right? it. And I stuck mostly to that product. I was a salesman. And um, yeah, it's the first job I had. Uh, we had amazing rum from that company. That's our main product, selling of rum. But uh, Angostura was the first place that I had my first employment. Were you a good salesman, Brian? <laughs> no, I left at one o'clock cricket practice. I left at ten o'clock cricket practice. They weren't expecting a lot from me, but it was nice to have a little bit of a little check at the end of the month. If you could swap jobs with anyone, who would you swap jobs with? Uh, during my playing days, no one. Today, it will be Charlie Woods. I don't know who you know that is. That is that is Tiger Woods' son, and he's unemployed at the moment. But let me tell you something: he's going to be a phenomenal golfer. That's, that's the person who I would love to be at this present time. Did you see that three-wood he hit into the par five for his eagle? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> this was just earlier with Dad awesome watching shot. close Great by. Shot. You can hear Tiger say, awesome shot. And it was. Great shot. It's within about four feet for eagle. And so Charlie steps up. He says, Dad, I got you on this. The only eagle of the day at the par five Third, and you can see, Justin, how excited Tiger Woods is about it. So dad watching Charlie just bursting with pride. You know, when you know your dad plays a, a sport, they always feel that it's going to be tough on, on yeah. the youngster coming up. But I have a funny feeling that he's got the charisma. He's got that thing about him that shows that he's going to be his own man. The best piece of advice, and I'm sure you've received a lot along the way, mate, what's the best piece of advice you've received? Uh, my next innings starts at zero. And that came from Rohan Kanai, who was my coach at the time in uh, 1993, in January, right here in Sydney. And I just scored my first 100 for the West Indies. And I came off the field and everyone was congratulating me. And I was still batting, of course. And he said to me, your next innings starts at zero. And what he meant was that stay out there and bat as long as possible. And um, I turned that into 277, as you know, and... Um, from that day, I, I fell in love with batting long. I think that's the best piece of advice I got. Great answer. What is the best concert you've attended, Brian? Uh, about 20 at my house. At your house? <laughs> I, I've heard. Around the Caribbean Premier League, it's legend. It's legend parties at your house. Everyone says, Trinidad, you need to go to Brian's because he puts on the best parties in the whole of the Caribbean. But I, what I have is I have a charity event at Carnival, and unfortunately 2021 has already been cancelled. Mm. 
And uh, we have the best soca artists in, in the country or even in the Caribbean come out for the carnival. It's a big show. As you know, it's run at uh, the same time as Real Carnival. And um, we've got our own show where thousands of people turn up. And um, for the last 20 years, I've been having an event for my parents' charity, the Pearl and Bantilara Foundation. And that's been successful. Uh, some of those uh, concerts and parties, I actually did not see the end of it. So, you know, that's, that's <laughs> as much as I could say. <laughs> <laughs> what are the two most used apps on your phone, Brian? Uh, WhatsApp and definitely Instagram. Instagram, how do we follow Brian Lara on Instagram and Twitter? What are your handles? <laughs> I think it's Brian Lara official. Um, you know, one of those guys, obviously, uh, my career ended before the social media days, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. And you've got an Australian, David Warner. I must say he's, you know, every time I tap in, he's there doing something special. Um, it's, it's a fun uh, app. It's a fun way to sort of connect with people and a lot of friends that I haven't seen for so many years. You can find them on Instagram and it's been special. Always known as a sharp dresser. What is the favourite item you have in your wardrobe, Brian? Definitely a cap, first of all, casual, um, for my golf or even just going up for a bear. But uh, putting on a good suit is, is very special. On many occasions, obviously working in the media, you have to put on a good, sharp suit. And, you know, you go out there and you get a suit at, you know, Hugo Boss or something. It doesn't fit as well as one from Savile Row. So that, that for me, is special. Savile Row? <laughs> How much does a suit from Savile Row cost? It depends on if the, the tailor is from Trinidad or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> what was your favourite TV show growing up? A long time ago, Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> And if you had to say what was your favourite movie of all time, what would you go with? Uh, that changes all the time. You know, I started long ago with Scarface, Godfather, um, Shawshank Redemption, mm. maybe even recently Man on Fire. But I think by all time it'd have to be Scarface. Um, Al Pacino is just the best. That is the same answer that Wasim Akram gave. <laughs> exactly the same answer. Uh, what are you listening to musically? Um Presently, I'm doing a lot of exercising. So again, I'm very versatile. So the top 100 for 2020 is what I'm listening to. There's a few great artists in there. And, um, but as I said, I'm not too versatile in names and songs. I just enjoy music on the whole. But don't bring me anything but soca in February when Carnival is on. That's all I listen to. How good is Carnival for people that haven't been there? How good is Carnival in the Caribbean? It's amazing. There are a couple of Australians. You may know them, may not. There's a Rick Lorenzo who's been to Carnival once and then came back three or four years straight. I actually had to tell immigration to stop him. And, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know Rick Lorenzo very well. And I think the highlight of his life is going to Carnival with you. Yeah, I think one of the first people is that uh, beautiful Jodie Mays. She came oh. in uh, 1997 to Carnival and she had a, a wonderful time. It's a, it's a great show, uh, a show of culture from that part of the world, and I've never heard anyone talk badly about uh, Carnival in Trinidad and Tobago. It's just a very special time of the year. It's a time that a lot of us look at and say, you know, we can blow some steam off. You know, it's been tough all year. Come Carnival, everybody just sort of let everything loose and enjoy. Of all the people you've met along your way, Brian, and you will have met a lot of high-profile people, famous people, celebrities, as we call them in 2020. Who have you met that's really impressed you? Well, the late uh, Nelson Mandela, for sure. Um, it was just a, an awesome 
Uh, if I had a, an hour to tell you about my best hour, it would definitely be with the late Mandela when I got to meet him um, in Johannesburg. My best five minutes would be with Barack Obama in Trinidad and Tobago. And wow. uh, my best minute, shaking the hands with shaking hands with the Queen. With the Queen? Yes. If you, if you could summarise for me, you said you're an hour, but to describe a man like Nelson Mandela, what type of words would you use to describe him in this short chat we're having now? I think, um, you know, we grew up at a time when obviously he was in prison and uh, the West Indies team was one of the first teams to get to South Africa when uh, they, were, they re-entered into international sport. And uh, we lined up and I, I got an opportunity to shake hands with him, maybe spend 10 seconds. But it was, I think, in about uh, 2006, 2007, when he was actually promoting Football World Cup 2010 in South Africa. He was the ambassador. And uh, he asked if we can have a chat and if he can meet me. Obviously, uh, that's what I was saying. And sitting down with him, I felt that um, I was in the presence of a human being. You know, first of all, you felt that you know, the stuff that this man has gone through, he's got to be superhuman he's he can't be human but i mean you, you you sit on and you speak to him and he has the same uh trials and tribulations as all of us um every day he came out of prison after 29 years you would think that you know he'd be sitting on a pedestal or he'll be affected in some way but he's just so genuine and i think uh, for me i think that's definitely one of the greatest human beings i've met first car brian lara ever drove during my salesman's day, it was a, a Nissan, a rented Nissan. So I didn't have to buy my car as a teenager, <laughs> but it was a, a SL. Right. And, I, I got two uh, more for you before we move on. Uh, where is your bucket list destination in the world that you haven't been to? That I haven't been to? Uh, I would say Machu Picchu in Peru. Peru. I've thought about it. It's not too far from Trinidad, maybe five or six hours. But I've heard a lot about it. And um, of, of course, places like South America, Central America, you know, the language barrier, but there's so much amazing things to see there. And one place I have to get back is Queenstown in New Zealand. Just unbelievable. Yeah, spectacular, isn't it? Okay. What, if anything, scares you, Brian? For me, the things that actually I'm scared of is, is not dying, but the way I die. So I stay away from deep waters. I stay away from... Uh, high buildings, and I stay with just animals. Well, you need to be careful here in Australia. All right, the last one, and this is the most important one, and I sent these through to you on a list. This one wasn't on the list, Brian. This, to me, defines you as a man, as a person. Like, this is the biggest question I'm going to ask you. Are you ready? Yeah. Brian Lara, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Big time yes. Yes, <laughs> you win, you win. <laughs> Well done, Brian. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> Brian, thanks for joining me on the Player Profile. Your full episode will be up next week. Good on you. Thank you. There goes the sweep. There it is. Brian Charles Lara becomes the first man in the history of the game to register a score of 400. A remarkable human being. Listener.